As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. It's on the way. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Are you kidding me? What a game. Woo! This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, John Lunsford and Jerry Young. And welcome in to another episode of Next Round Preps right here at nextroundlive.com on the Double Down Podcast Network. John Lunsford along with Jerry Young. Every week we're bringing you all the latest in high school football. We'll recap the games from this past week as we got back to region play. And we'll look ahead to this coming week. And we have brackets. Finally, uh, been able to put together some of the brackets for the upper classification teams. And uh, 5A through 7A have kind of started taking shape. Really every classification started taking shape. We'll look at more of the bigger classification games games here in the central Alabama area but uh, Jerry last week um, had a lot of big games obviously we had one there with Thompson and Vestavia Thompson another big win there made national highlights with a wild and crazy play that we're still trying to wrap our head around as uh, Peter Woods defensive end there for Thompson had a wild pick six that came thanks to the umpire I was interviewing Mark Freeman uh, yesterday as a matter of fact and I said, Coach, we can't end this interview, uh, stop this interview without us mentioning this play. And he looked at me real serious, and this was on camera. He said, uh, Jerry, he said, that's not the way we practice it. The referee was supposed to use the other knee. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he was ready for it. Evidently, he's been talking. He said he had phone calls from all over the country, all the way as far as Washington State, that has seen that play either on SportsCenter or on Monday Night Football or on, uh, of course, next round now because they showed it. But uh, – <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just a, it was a crazy play. The ball came across the middle uh, off of a pass. It hit the referee. He was really trying to protect himself, if you know what I'm talking about. And the knee came up to kind of, you know, shield the boys there. And, <laughs> and as it came up, it was almost like he kicked it with his knee straight back to a, a defensive lineman, Peter Wood, and he was uh, athletic enough to grab it in midair and follow his blockers right on in the end zone. It's 43-yard play. So congratulations. It was great. Yeah, 49-7 the win there for Thompson. The other big game in 7A Region 3, Hoover and Hewitt-Trustville. Hoover hosting this one. You know, I thought, hey, this could be a good game. Hewitt, probably the best team uh, Thompson's played this season. They have a lot of good athletes there on that team. They always do. Looked at as the number three team kind of there right behind Thompson and Hoover. And this was their chance to potentially move up and solidify themselves as definitely the second best team. But they fall to Hoover 34-10. to I thought it might be a 7-10 point game. I, I did think Hoover would win. But uh, Hoover kind of ran away with this one got it big and never really gave it up and uh the bucks continue to be the number two team here not only in the state but in region three as well and we're all just counting down for a couple weeks from now when hoover that's thompson right. play that's the key right there where you know hoover has nobody i don't want to say thompson doesn't they still got oak mountain oak mountain could play spoiler obviously if you're not ready to play them they're good but you know homecoming this week for thompson they've got uh uh, Gaston City and Gaston City, I think now is four and three, so they're not doing very well. But yeah, I think you know going to be a whale of a ball game in a couple of weeks with Hoover and Thompson. Yeah, Gaston City's had to win a few to get up to having a winning record. They beat Tuscaloosa County, but a close game, twenty-one sixteen last week, and that's a Tuscaloosa County team. Vestavia beat fifty to nothing, um, and of course Thompson uh, took it to them. I, I think it was fifty-eight nothing, fifty-nine nothing. It's the biggest win they've had so far this season. Then you mentioned O Mountain maybe playing spoiler. I think they could be the third best team. They still got to play Hewitt Trustville, um, but like you mentioned, they're playing Thompson next week, and 
they're the kind of team that slows the game down, and they they win thirty five to seven over Spain Park. That game was last Thursday, um, so they got that win. So O'Mountain Hewitt, Thompson Hoover are going to be your four playoff teams from Region Three. You're going to have Thompson and Hoover playing for a top uh, position, assuming Oak Mountain doesn't pull a crazy upset, and you're going to have Hewitt Trustville Oak Mountain basically playing for the third spot uh, there in seven eight Region Three. A big one down in seven eight Region Two, Central Phoenix City and Auburn. That was basically the Region Championship game there, as far as I was concerned. Central Phoenix City they win twenty one to seven over Auburn, hold uh, the Tigers to only a touchdown. So Patrick Nix looking to try to win that first Region title down there at Central. Obviously had a lot of success at Pinson, doing the same with one son in Bo Nix, who is now playing for Auburn, obviously, but his uh, younger brother, Caleb Nix, is now the quarterback at Central Phoenix City. They got a big win there, and then Prattville eking out a win by one point over Enterprise, so those are still probably going to be your four teams. You could have Jeff Davis potentially jump up. They play Enterprise. Uh, they could potentially jump up in there and take a playoff spot from Enterprise the way things have been going, but you know, you have your, kind of your four teams set right there, and can Prattville make some noise? We'll see, but Central seems to be on their way to another region title. I agree. Auburn, by the way, is clear sailing from here on, so you can put them in pretty much in red. They play Smith Station and Enterprise. Enterprise, you know, could give them a little trouble, but Auburn's in good shape. Of course, Central's in good shape. Prattville surprised me. I'm going to be honest with you. Enterprise was 5-0. and I thought they would beat Prattville, but Prattville, like you said, eked out a one-point win. So the Lions are, are back. J.B. Wallace in his first year, his only two losses have been to Auburn and Hoover. So he, you got to say Prattville's a little bit, bit back right now. Yeah, so we have basically the, the top four teams from Region 2 and Region 3. Region 1 and Region 4 still has a little bit of work to do as well. We'll break that down once we get closer because those are the regions they're going to face. Region 2 will face 1, Region 3 will face 4 when it comes to the playoffs. In Class 6A, Clay Chalkville, now the uh, top team. I don't think there's any doubt after... Um, Spanish Fort lost to Saraland this past weekend, 28-16. So Saraland now the top team down in Region 1. So Clay Chalkville, they get a big win, 46-14 over Jackson Nolan, who was undefeated. They had beaten Pinson this season, so J.O. still could potentially be that two seed. 46-14, Clay gets the win over J.O. But Pinson, a much closer game than I thought against a team like Mortimer Jordan, who they moved up from 5A, Mortimer Jordan, Jasper. They've moved up. They've struggled a little bit uh, being in that region. But 40-24, Pinson Valley gets the win there. And Gardendale looks like potentially the fourth team behind those three teams, but I uh, had a Clay Chalkville alum say, hey, do you think we can beat Pinson? I'm waiting for that one game that Clay Chalkville sleepwalks through. I told him, look, you know what? I thought the same thing with Thompson. I'm waiting for that one game that they sleepwalk through that maybe is a little closer than you, th you think. They're just that good. It's not going to happen. At least it hasn't happened so far. Clay Chalkville, I feel, is the same way down in 6A. You know, I agree with you, and you brought up Thompson in that. Thompson didn't play a good game Friday night at all, but they're – they still won, you know, 49-7 to seven or yep. whatever. So, you know, I, I'm waiting on that too, but I think there's so many good athletes on the field for Thompson. I'm not sure that anybody's going to be able to stay with them. One other score out of uh, 6A region, by the way, Briarwood ran all over Shades Valley 28-7. to seven. only reason I want to mention that is because Reuben Nelson, Jr., the new coach there at Shades Valley and what he has done – uh, at Ramsey, I look for Shades Valley in the next year or two to really be something to deal with. Yeah, Shades Valley has Homewood this week. We'll look at that one. And, uh, you know, Ruben Nelson, the guy who had Homewood's number when he was at Ramsey back when Ramsey was in 6A, of course, winning a 6A state title with Ramsey a few years back uh, down in Auburn. So over a team like Opelika, a pretty good team. So, um, you know, we'll see what Ruben Nelson can do at Shades Valley. We'll look at some of the games coming up this week uh, as we went over kind of the big games from this past week, especially in 6A and 7A, a couple other scores 
Brewers. Leeds at center point. Leeds won 28 to nothing. Uh, so uh, George Bates not quite able to get a win over Leeds. Leeds and Alexandria are looking like they're going to face off for the region title there. UMass Wright beat Faith Academy. 34 to 26 another big game in 5a down in the south and so uh leads and umas right two teams looking to make a little bit of a run when it comes to the playoffs you know you said george bates i want to talk about him just a little bit being at center point and jerry hood being at Leeds. back when jerry hood was at clay chalkville and george bates was at minor mm-hmm. they had a home game where clay chalkville traveled to minor well coach hood didn't want to come to minor because of the field and they wanted to give minor the gate well george bates took offense to that and he says no you're coming to our house just like always so ever since then i've always got the feeling there's been a little rub there between those two and isn't it funny that they change schools and end up back in the same region playing each other yeah of course jerry hood plenty of success at clay chalkville um george bates that minor team really really solid that season won their region uh biggest reason i know is because they beat my homewood patriots in the first round of the playoffs homewood played them close and then they ran away in the fourth quarter minor that year losing the best uh, performance george bates had they lost that year in the third round too Ramsey and Ruben Nelson, who's now at Shades Valley in the third round of the playoffs. You were calling that one. Uh, We came out there for for that one. Uh, Me, Tim, and Aaron uh, used to do a show together, and we were all there watching that game, and Ramsey ran all over. Benico Harley, the quarterback there, uh, went on to play at Austin P. Phenomenal athlete. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny how all this stuff ties together. That's always shocked me that he went to Austin P. I thought he had talent to be in the SEC. That's the interesting thing you brought up from the past. You know, we got some little interesting facts this week. I want to just tell you, this is the first time, John, since 2019 that we did not have any cancellation or any forfeited games this week. So, you know, saying that COVID is completely behind us would not be the right, right thing to say, but just to see that is good. Helena and James Clemens, two fairly new schools in the state of Alabama, for the first time in either one of them uh, since they've started, they've gone 7-0 and this year. So congratulations to both of those teams to be that way in the season and thompson latest figures they have the record by far 359 points scored to 19 for the opponent that's their 25th straight win speaking of straight wins 50 straight wins for fife that not only leads the state it leads the nation so uh, you know state of alabama when it comes to high school football and i've said this for years we don't take a back seat to anybody there's a few teams especially in the lower classifications you can almost write in pen in the super seven now fife uh, i remember fife and elba had a couple uh, super sevens back to back they played fife one one elba one one uh you know you have a team like ums right when they were in 4a the competitive balance rules kind of gotten rid of that because uh, they have to compete in 5a but they were a team that would make it all the time mars hill now in 2a one of those teams you can always write in maplesville for a long time was a team you could write in you know the the upper classification are a little more competitive i know thompson's won you know a couple in a row they've been to three in a row hoover went to so many in a row but those smaller classifications they have some strong teams actually hoover has gotten 238 consecutive polls uh ranked in the post for 238 consecutive weeks that's unbelievable that's uh all it goes all the way back to season uh year 2000 so uh the bucks uh rolled over hewitt trustful 34 to 10 as well so yeah, I don't think Hoover's going to draw from that pole. Of course, they stop at the end of the regular season. So no matter what happens in that Thompson-Hoover game, 
likely to still be number one and two. And at the end of that, whoever loses probably won't drop too far as we head into the playoffs. We do have bracketology up at alpreps.com, 5A through 7A. As we kind of preview some of the games, we'll kind of mention where they are within their region and where they fall in the playoffs and who they could potentially play when it comes to the postseason in a few weeks. But we still have week seven coming up this week. We have three more region games for most regions, depending on if you have an odd team region or not, or odd number team region or not. But a lot of region games coming up. We'll preview all of that when we get back right here on Next Round Preps. At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. Albritton and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Hey everyone, this is Chris Stewart, and I want to tell you about a show I'm proud to be a part of, spotlighting Alabama high school athletes. It's called High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic, and it can be found on Facebook Watch as well as YouTube. We release videos each month spotlighting athletes that have unique stories of triumph and perseverance, as well as coaches, family members, and teachers that have helped them along the way. We also spend time meeting players and coaches of all sports throughout the entire school year. So be sure to follow us on Facebook or just Google High School Sports Weekly to watch these amazing stories. That's High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic. And welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. Thanks to all of our sponsors, as always. And as we move into what is now week seven, it's the eighth week of the season, and teams have now played the majority of their region games. Um, but you still have a few more left to decide things. A lot of regions as we go through and do bracketology. Uh, you got a lot of undefeated teams in the top two spots, and then maybe teams that are tied in the third and fourth spot that still have to play things out, like you have with Thompson and Hoover in 7A, like you have with uh, in, in 6A region five, you have three undefeated teams right now with Mountain Brook, uh, Briarwood, and Homewood. So a lot of games still need to be played to decide things, but I kind of like to lay it out and see where teams are. And when you move down to 5A, one of those regions that has a tie for first and a tie for third, that is 5A Region 6, where Alexandria and Leeds are currently tied at 4-0 atop the uh, standings there. Centerpoint Lincoln currently t- actually in a four-way tie. I have them as the third and fourth seed, but there's actually a four-way tie with Centerpoint Lincoln, Corner, and Moody all at 2-2. Two and two in that region. Leeds this week, they traveled to St. Clair County. Hasn't uh, won a game this season, only scored 16 points in the last four games, but we talked about Leeds. Leeds is one of those solid teams, a solid coach, and they're kind of looking forward to that Alexandria game, but are they overlooking the game this week? I don't think so. St. Clair, I don't believe they hadn't won a game this, this year, so I don't look for Leeds to have any problem with them, but you know, Jerry Hood, like you mentioned, a good coach, 4-0 in the region. Uh, this is a game that you know, Leeds can go on and get another region win, get ahead in, and pretty much solidify home field advantage, I think. And if they if they do move on and end up winning that region, they'll be the one seed, which right now I have it's Alexandria, but they just got to play each other. It's one of those kind of have to just play it out. They'll play the four seed out of Region 8, which right now is May Jemison, a team from up in Huntsville. So they'll have to travel up to that Huntsville region and play a, a, a region that – 
really outside of Russellville hasn't been super strong. Russellville always a power in 5A, but you know, if they can get that top seed and avoid having to play anybody tough, that would be a solid uh, season there for, for Jerry Hood. And if he wins and ends up beating Alexandria, could finish the season undefeated. And guess what? Leads is right back where they were with Keith Etheridge uh, not too long ago. Moving on to Class 6A down in Region 1, a big upset last week as Spanish Fort fell to Saraland. This is why I don't quite start too early because I would have had Spanish Fort written in pen in that number one spot. But Saraland, always a good team. They had struggled early on this season. Uh, Lost big to Hewitt Trustville. Hadn't played well, but they go and they beat Spanish Fort. So now they're the one seed in this region as far as I have it. And behind I have Spanish Fort at two, three and one. McGill two and third and three and one um, because, uh, you know, you still got to play things out, obviously. But behind them, there's a, a, a tie for fourth between Blunt and Gulf Shores, both at two and two in the region. Baldwin County is behind them. Baldwin County with actually with a win over Blunt, um, a, a two nothing win, believe it or not, over Blunt early on in the season. So they still are potentially alive as well. But Gulf Shores has a chance, and they have a chance to really make a statement with a game against Saraland this week. You don't know where really how good they are or how bad they are. They're four and two. They've won the games they have supposed to have won, but Gus Shores has got a player, and I don't know why his name won't come to him right now, but he's Mr. Everything. So they'll line him up at quarterback, running back, everything. He carries the load for Gus Shores. If he's healthy, he could he can cause a little trouble for Sarah Land, so we'll see. In 6A Region 3, two teams in the Birmingham area, Helena surprising everybody at 7-0, and but they welcome in Calera this week, who is 4-2. Richie Busby has the Huskies at 4-0 in, regu- in a regional play as well. So, Calera 2-1 region play. The last meeting, Helena won it last year, 14-13. I kind of look for Calera to step up and give Helena more of a game than they are expecting this week. Yeah, I had somebody from Helena ask me this week, hey, do you think we have a chance to win this region? And I said, I got you at number one right now. There's no reason not to think that, other than the fact you did play Calera close last last year. But that game was at Calera. This one's at Helena. But Helena right now, the number one seed there, 4-0, like you mentioned. Pelham is number two. They're 3-1. and one. Calera, they've only played three games right now. They're 2-1. and one. Um, So they're in that third spot, followed by Stanhope and then Wetumpka. Um, Behind them, Chilton County, Ben Russell, they haven't won a game so far. But um, Pelham is looking good to at least be a top two seed. They uh, they took down everybody except Helena. All they have is the winless teams left. So they're looking to be that two seed. If Helena loses, Calera will jump to one. Helena will go to two. Pelham will then drop to three. So Pelham needs Calera to, uh, you know, to lose to Helena, basically. They need Helena, their crosstown rival, basically, to, to win that game because Calera winning would push Pelham all the way down uh, to third, potentially. So big game there between Calera and Helena. In 6A Region 5, a team who was winless a couple weeks ago, that is the, the, uh, che- the Hornets, Chelsea Hornets. Right. Um, they are taking on Huffman, a team who is not going to make the playoffs, but a former 7A Region 3 team. It's it's interesting when you think of them being a 7A Region 3 team back in the day. But you have Mount Brook, Briarwood, Homewood. Those are your top three teams. Behind you have Chelsea and Shades Valley tied at 1-2. and two. But you're, you're kind of wondering, a team like Huffman that was a bigger school back in the day, a team that has had plenty of success, over the years, all it takes is that one win over a team like Chelsea, uh, and they're out of the playoffs potentially, and Shades Valley jumps in instead. Yeah, Chelsea's got to win this game to keep their run going for that fourth spot in the in the playoffs. Moving on uh, to Homewood, the team who is currently third in my uh, predictions. I have Mount Brook first. They're only 3-0. and This is an odd team region, so not the same amount of games played. Mount Brook's 3-0, Homewood's 3-0, Briarwood's 4-0. 
Homewood taking on Shades Valley. You mentioned Reuben Nelson, the the kind of success he had at Ramsey. Um, you know, they made the playoffs last year. They were three and seven overall, and they made the playoffs. I know that sounds bizarre, but all three of those wins were in region. And it started this week against a team like Homewood. They have to win these games, but like I said, Reuben Nelson's had Homewood's number. Oh, absolutely, but no, Homewood will have no problem this year. Shades Valley, he just doesn't have the players yet, and a lot of them, you know, Ruben Nelson goes in and recruits the halls and gets the kids that should be out there playing, playing. He just hasn't had time to do it. I promise you, a year or two from now when we're talking about this game, it'll be a different conversation, but I think Homewood rose big this week. 6A Region 6, Clay Chaltville, the number one team in the state by far, in my opinion. I said that before. Spanish Fort lost, and I'll definitely say that now that Spanish Fort has lost, and Clay Chalville was number two behind them for the longest time. They're 4-0, Jackson Nolan right behind them at 2-1. They've already beaten Pinson Valley, who's 3-1, who's beaten Gardendale, who's 1-2. But sitting right there, tied with Gardendale, as of right now, at 1-2, is Mortimer Jordan. So, Mortimer Jordan, we talked about the struggles they've had. I mean, is there a chance Mortimer Jordan gets the win that they need and jumps <laughs> over a team like Gardendale? Nah, you know better than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I would I – would, you know, personally pick Gardendale to be in that position. But Clay Chalkville can play with most 7A teams in the state of Alabama, um, the vast majority of them, really. Uh, maybe the upper echelon teams, the 7A, they couldn't. Uh, well, they could play with them, but, you know, not a chance to win. But I'm going to tell you, Clay Chalkville is a very good football team. They'll roll this week as well. Let's talk about 7A now. Let's drop on down to Region 2, another big matchup. Prattville and Central of Phoenix City. Central of Phoenix City 7-0. Prattville 5-2. Central won this game last year 33-14. If Prattville can win it, they'll automatically be in the playoffs. So, you know, Prattville's gotten better and better and better this year. Have they gotten good enough to beat Central? I don't see any way, but stranger things have happened. I don't see it either. I think Central is um, nearly a lock for the region title. Basically, they win this week. They will have locked it up because no matter what happens in their final game, they'll still have the tiebreakers over everybody. Auburn will be that two seed if Prattville falls this weekend, and Prattville will be the three. And then because they got that close win over Enterprise, it'll be between, between Enterprise and Jeff Davis. They play in a couple of weeks to potentially determine that fourth spot. So that region's kind of playing out not a shock to me that Central won that over Auburn. They were the top team before Auburn uh, came up in Patrick Nick's first year and kind of took advantage of first-year coach. Jamie DeBose left, but now, you know, with Caleb playing really well, uh, Patrick Nix has that team right in the right place, and I do think they beat Prattville. Uh, you know, I do think Prattville wins – excuse me, Central Phoenix City beats Prattville in this game. Moving on to 7A Region 3, a team that fell last week to Hoover, Hewitt Trustville. They're taking on Vestavia. Vestavia, I, I – I don't really know what to think about Vestavia because they've had some close losses yeah. against a team like Homewood, who's only has one one loss, and they're a playoff team in six A. Um, they beat or they they fell to Mountain Brook, you know, pretty bad to start the season. They beat Tuscaloosa County fifty to nothing. Their games are all over the place when you look at their overall scores, and I'd say talent wise, what we've seen in seven A Region three so far. Let's see who have we seen. We've seen Spain Park, we've seen Tuscaloosa County, we've seen Hewitt Trustville, and we've seen Vestavia. I'd probably put Vestavia second behind Hewitt Trustville right now of the teams that we've seen. Um, uh, obviously, you know, not counting Thompson. So we haven't seen Oak Mountain. We haven't seen Gaston City. We haven't seen Hoover. Now, all three of those could potentially be better teams, and I think at least two of them are. But Vestavia's got something there as I watch them in that game. There's something there. They just haven't found their identity yet. They're trying to change to a whole new system from what Buddy Anderson did for 40-plus years. Do they beat Hewitt Trustville? No. But it was a close game last year against Hewitt Trustville. And if 
Hewitt's a team that we say kind of plays up to really good teams and plays down to not so good teams. If that happens in this game, if Vestavia kept this close, down to the wire wouldn't totally shock me. Okay, so Vestavia, I think, was starstruck a little bit Friday night. Thompson rose into town, ranked number one in the state, number four in the country. I think they, some of those players were just looking at Thompson like, my goodness, where did this team come from? But Vestavia still has some good ball players. That whole system that Buddy built over the years goes all the way down to Little League. Now, they're all going to have to change how they do things because, you know, new coaching staff, new everything, playing the spread offense. But I still think that they've got the, the talent to do it. I just don't think it's all jailed yet. And if Hewitt Trustful plays only up to their uh, level of opponent this year, this week, then Vestavia might could pull off the shocker that's, you know, heard around the state. I doubt it. But remember, Vestavia holds a series lead 13-3. to So Hewitt Trustful has only beat Vestavia three times out of the 16 games. So I look for Hewitt Trustful to row big, but, but I, you know, Vestavia's got a chance. I think Hewitt wins this one close. I do think this is a game Vestavia, they figured it out against Tuscaloosa County. Nobody figures it out against Thompson. I mean, it was 49-7. Well, it was 42-9, so it wasn't that different when they played Hewitt Trustville. Hewitt Trustville is the best size team we've seen so far, but Vestavia is not far behind them. I think there's a chance Vestavia can keep this close, even though you look at the records and say there is no way they keep this close. But look, they play Hewitt this week. They play Spain Park next week. They play Gaston City after that. I think if they, they keep it close with Hewitt Trustville, I think they could beat Spain Park and Gaston City after that potentially. You finish 3-4 and four in that region, it's not too bad overall. Moving on, the one team they have beaten, though, Tuscaloosa County. Poor Tuscaloosa County can't really do much. They've only beaten Bryant to the season, and that was at the very beginning of the season. They uh, lost to Hillcrest after Hillcrest fell to Homewood in that first week, and then region play started with, guess who? The Thompson Warriors, and it's been all downhill ever since then. They take on Oak Mountain. Oak Mountain... I mean, I think Oak Mountain's probably the third best team in this region. I think they beat Hewitt when they play each other, and I think they get a big win this week too. Only chance, only chance that Tuscaloosa has is that Oak Mountain doesn't get off the bus, and if they do, that their brain is left on the bus looking ahead to next week when they have to play Thompson. But <laughs> th there's just no way. Uh, Oak Mountain's got a good football team and is shaping up to be a good game against Thompson next week. Let's talk about staying in Region 3 now, the two other games. Spain Park – has struggled this year. They're one in five. They play their rival, Hoover, although most people would say now that the rival rivalry is between Hoover and Thompson, way more so than Hoover and Spain Park, which it was forever. But this rivalry game, no doubt about it, Hoover will blow them out. They want to send a message, we're ready for Thompson. I look for that score to be in the 50s, easy for Hoover. Only way Spain Park can keep this somewhat close is their style of offense can – drag a game out a little bit kind of like what Oak Mountain does and so I don't know that I don't know that Hoover will get in the 50s necessarily I do think they'll win easy enough I you know I could see like a 35 to 3 which is still pretty much a blowout but the game gets slowed down a little bit and you know it, no way Spain Park wins this one and hey if they win you know we talk about series leads this is supposed to be a rivalry at 17 to 3 Hoover and those couple losses for uh, Hoover were you know just crazy year Spain Park had. I mean, I'm sure – I don't know what years they were, but I'm sure it was Chip Lindsey, Nick Mullins' year right. was one of them. Spain Park's played in two state – that's the thing. Look at this record, 17-3. and three, Hoover's up in this one, but yet Spain Park's played in two state championships. So, clearly, of those three games, two of them uh, were in years they played in the state championship game. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much of a close one. Thompson 7-0 and playing Gadsden City for homecoming. Um, 
of course, Gaston City's never beat Thompson. I'm not sure that they ever will, but they still have to play Hewitt Trustful and Vestavia. But Thompson's homecoming. You know, I talked to Coach Mark Freeman yesterday about this, and he is like every other coach. Every football coach hates homecoming. They love the fact that, you know, what's going on in the stands and all that. But it pulls the activities through the week, pull those team, uh, the guys on the team away. They have to go to dances. They have to go to pep rallies. They have to go to, you know, special things in the in the cafetorium or whatever, you know. Um, uh, they have to meet people that want to come in and say, you know, I used to play for – for this team, you know, 75 years ago, and I played your position. They got to put up with all that, and that's a distraction. And I know that Coach Freeman was very diplomatic in the way that he said that he hated uh, homecoming week, but every coach hates homecoming week just because of the distractions. At least uh, it's, it's not quite like Mountain Brook when they schedule Thompson for their homecoming for some reason. You're not scheduling Hoover or Hewitt Trustful for your homecoming um, this year. Hewitt was a home game. Middle of the season could have been it, but you didn't do that. They're going to schedule Gaston City instead. And, you know, Gaston City so far only has two losses. They're five and two, and Gaston City is a team that you know, really, you know, from Bart Sessions on, hasn't been that great. And their two losses this, this season are to Mountain Brook, or excuse me, Oak Mountain on the road, 17-7. to Not bad. Oak Mountain's a good team. Then they lost to Hoover 44-17, to but they were up at halftime in that game before Hoover took off. So I think, you know, this is – everybody's asking me, what's that one game that Thompson's going to struggle Outside Hoover. Leave Hoover aside. If Hoover's a, a shootout down in the last second, not going to shock anybody. Not going to shock us. Not going to shock anybody. But I say, well, look, you look at the schedule. Oak Mountain's the sleepball game because it's right before Hoover. They are a good team. They slow the game down with their style of offense to where if Thompson wins 28-21 like Hoover did, then you're not totally shocked necessarily. This is the game, though, if you say, well, what's the game they should run over a team and they don't necessarily do it, this is the one that – standing back and not being a Thompson homer like we are mm -hmm. that I would say could potentially be the sleepwalk game against a team like you mentioned homecoming you're worried about the festivities more so than the game itself and this is potentially a sleepwalk game now I do not think Gaston City wins this game I don't think it's even close because Thompson just has the ability to pull away from teams late 42 to 14 would be the the smallest win they've had this season you know 38 to 7 Still would be the smallest win. It, it, it's it's those kind of scores I could see happening this weekend, but I still think Thompson wins. That's, it's hard to ever pick against Thompson. Yeah, you know, you meant, mentioned Bart Sessions when he was at Gadsden City. He had offense coordinator Mark Heaton, who used to be the head coach at Russellville yep. back in the in the great days. Now Mark Heaton is down at Baldwin County now. High school is their offensive coordinator, and I believe just to put his name out there, he he is he is one of the best head coaches I've ever been around as far as organization and getting his team uh, to win but I know that maybe the right school hadn't come along for him but look for him to go to a head coaching job before long but even then they really couldn't that Gaston City just hadn't ever been able to kind of climb out of the barrel it's like they're in the barrel and they reach the lid sometimes and almost get out of it but then they're not back down this week will be no different Thompson's going to win their homecoming and set up the showdown between Oak Mountain and then Hoover and, of course, we'll preview that next week when that game comes up. We'll recap all the games we just talked about this week, see if we were right or if we were wrong with any, with any of this. And, uh, of course, you can go to alpreps.com and check out the bracketology there. F right now, 5A, 6A, 7A up. Uh, I'll have 1A through 4A up soon as well, um, depending on when you listen to this. And, 
you know, look and see where the teams are right now, see where they'll be playing when it comes to the playoffs, see who they need to beat um, when it comes to the playoffs. And then, um, you know, of course, we'll preview the Thompson game, Thompson and Gadsden City. Jerry and I will be on that call. Where can they listen to that? WarriorNationNetwork.org. And if you want to watch the pregame, John and I are going to do that too on Facebook. You can go to Thompson Athletics Facebook page at 6 o'clock. Christina Chambers, John and I will do a little tailgate show out as – they will uh, be out there serving food, and people will be listening. We'll be broadcasting that live, and then we'll switch over to warriornationnetwork.org where you can view or listen to the game. That's where you can hear us. Maybe we'll have another crazy play that will make it across the world like we did against Vestavia last week. Uh, love, Always love hearing Jerry Young's voice anywhere I can. And guess what? After the championship game, it was everywhere. After the Vestavia game, it was everywhere. We'll see if we have another moment this week against Gaston City. And we'll recap all the games and preview all the big week eight games as we're getting so close to the postseason right here on Next Round Preps.